Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey girl, what's up? What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I'm actually feeling pretty good. So like, first of all, I had this idea, like I was thinking here before we started recording, like what I wanted to maybe do this weekend or something. And I really feel like I want to take myself out on a date. (laughs) Like, let me explain. Okay. Not like a romantic type of situation, but I feel like for me, there's some things that I would want to experience and don't necessarily have to have somebody go with me. It's just something that I want to do. Um, whether it just be going to like my favorite restaurant, like I don't have to wait for somebody to come with me to do that. Um, but I was reading, there is a, um, Maverick city music concert featuring, uh, Kirk Franklin. So it's like a, you know, worship concert coming. Um, i believe in the next couple weekends so mm-hmm. I was thinking about taking myself to go and I was just like you know what when there's things like that that come in town like why not just go like why do I have to have like a a whole tribe yeah. come with me when I can just go and experience it myself so I'm thinking about taking myself out on a date but we'll see see what these tickets looking like <laughs> what about you I could definitely understand that. First of all, I love Maverick City music. I literally just discovered them like a few months ago and First of all, why didn't nobody tell me they slap? That's the first thing. Like, they're so good. Second of all, if you haven't listened to their tiny desk on NPR Friend on YouTube, go listen to it. It is so good. But no, I absolutely love them. I think you'll have a great time. I was actually thinking about, like, I actually looked at their concerts, but it's not going to be by the time I move back. Because I was like, I really want to go see them because I love them. But I agree with you. I think that, like, you should take yourself on dates because I do it pretty often I probably do it more regularly than I should I overtreat myself but hey that's my business um but I do it all the time I think that I think a lot of people don't I think a lot of people like wait for somebody else to experience things with or they postpone enjoyment or they postpone doing things um because they don't have anybody to go but I feel like as long as you feel safe and you have everything properly planned I think it's totally fine. Like, I think one of the reasons that Erica and I get along so well, because if we ask you to go somewhere and you say no, that ain't got nothing to do with us still going. Like, yeah, we will still go. And that's probably one of the reasons that we are still friends, because people in the past, we've been like, oh, you want to go? And they've been like, no. And then we're like, okay. And then they're like, oh, y'all went. Yeah, we never said we weren't going to go. <laughs> um, right. But I think definitely for me, things that I like to do for self-care or like self-care date. Um, it kind of depends. Like, I usually like I'll take myself to, for instance, like one of the things that I challenged myself to do a couple years was just like go like take myself to dinner or take myself to lunch, um, and that was fine. I'll take myself on like a little shopping date or go find something that I really like or walk down the aisles of Target or Ulta. Like, that's always a plus for me. But I think it's so important to like do things for yourself or go on self-care dates or date yourself, like you said, because I think that a lot of times people get really lonely and I think being lonely is normal. But I think that a lot of times when you get lonely and 
you don't really deal with it or you don't know how to be yourself, that's when you start to settle. Or that's when you get in situations and you're not happy. You know what I mean? Like you're not happy single, but then you start talking to somebody, you're not happy. So I really think dating yourself um, and doing things for yourself really teaches you how to just be independent and happy and content um, with yourself. So I think that's a great idea, friend. Definitely got to, that reminds me, I definitely need to schedule like a self-care day for myself slash date day. Yes. Yes, I think that's important because most of the time, if you're one of those people that are like, well, I don't want to go anywhere by myself. Well, most of the time you'd be surprised that you're not going to be the only one there that is by yourself. Like if I go to this concert, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be the only one there like that shows up by myself. But it's really for the experience. And like you said, I really love that group and I listen to them almost every morning. So it's oh, like, yeah. why not? go like I don't have to wait and be like man I missed out on that opportunity just because I don't have anyone to go with or nobody wants to go or whatever like no I'm still gonna go um so yeah taking ourselves out on dates is a must so speaking of dating (laughs) let's get into our first segment of the day which is dating and relationships so Shelby the question or topic is The older we get, the harder it is to balance relationships. So as people get into serious relationships and date more, they tend to spend more time with their romantic partner than their friends. The balance can be challenging. So how do you balance romantic relationships and friendships so that you don't neglect one or the other? And what has worked for you? You go first. Girl, I don't know. (laughs) I had no relationship in so long. Um... So my friendships get all the attention. Um, No, but (laughs) okay, let me go first. So I do think it's important that you have to balance your, um, your relationship and your friendships. For me, I really don't imagine, well, in the I'll speak from in the past. In the past, things didn't really change because I value my friendships, but I also value my romantic partner like my friend as well. So it even, it got to the point where we would, I wouldn't bring him around my friends. So like if we had game night, it would be like, I'm with everyone and not just like, oh, well, let's have game night, but I'm not going to invite my friends or, oh, let's have game night, but I'm not going to invite my dude. Like finding those opportunities where everyone can hang out together and it doesn't have to be some weird third wheel tricycle situation, but I feel like- uh, part of trust me I've been the tricycle wheel in a lot of situations but I feel like that that's a good way to balance is like to bring your friends or bring um just bring everybody together but for me I think it's unhealthy if you spend too much time with your group of friends and not enough time with your dude to me that's a red flag like where's your dude at why do I see you more than your man but mm-hmm. it's also a red flag if I never see you and um, you always are with your dude. So I think um, if it's ever a situation for me, if I see one of my friends that just kind of I feel neglected in the friendship, if they're in a relationship, I would actually be like, OK, well, can we make time to do this or can we make time to do that and put that effort out there? Because sometimes some people would just be so booed up that they don't even realize that that's what they're doing. And so it has to be known. And especially if it's a new relationship, that's most likely going to happen. So I feel like the balance 
you got to incorporate both. And I think for me personally, it's never really been an issue because I always, if me and my girls, we know we go out to happy hour every Thursday, I'm still going to show up to happy hour every Thursday with my friends. Like it should not be one person feels neglected and and my man gonna know, Hey, I got happy hour and we going. So I think there should be different ways to have that healthy balance because, um, Friends come and go, but so do men, okay? So (laughs) it's not a good idea for anyone to neglect one or the other, but especially if you've been friends for so long and you just have a new man, and then let's say that don't work out, but you ain't, you done neglected your friends. Not saying it ain't going to be there with open arms, but then it'd be kind of awkward because it's like you haven't maintained your friendships. So um, does that answer the question? I don't know, but... What you got to say, Shelby? Yeah, I definitely agree with you, friend. I think that, like, when it comes to those situations, like, in the past when I've, like, um, dated somebody or I've been in a relationship, I really, really try to be, like, intentional with having, like, romantic time and having, like, friendship time because, like you, I value both of those relationships and I think that they bring something Um, I think that they're both important and they bring something to the table. I think obviously when you're dating somebody, we're at the age in our lives where, girl, we are not dating for fun. We are daring to see if we're going to work this thing on out and get it married or if we're each other's people, person, you know. So we're having to be very intentional about like getting to know each other and hanging out. And to your point, I think it's so easy to get caught up in that person that you can neglect your friends. But I think like with for me, like my first of all, I feel like my friends are spoiled by me. (laughs) And I just feel like. If that did occur, my friends would be like, Shelby, like, what's going on? Like, you ain't playing nothing. You ain't text nobody. You ain't text us, good morning, I love you. You acting funny. Like, I feel like my friends would call me out. <laughs> um, that's just their personality, but I love it. But I definitely think that it can be challenging. But for me, like, I just think that you have to be intentional about, like, making time for both parties, because I think both parties are very, very important. I think for like, and I think for friendships, a lot of times you've been friends with people for so long and you've done so many types of seasons, but tell, but tell me what you think about this friend. I think that sometimes like with your friends, you can go through, you can go in and out of seasons, like good seasons, bad seasons, peak seasons, valley seasons. But it's something about like, sometimes like when a new person enters the click or the circle or the realm with your friend and it's a dude I feel like sometimes that like changes even more dramatically or like it's it could be like a potential bigger impact to the group but I don't know for me I think that it's definitely possible but I just think that you have to be intentional about spending time with both I'm like you like if we have happy hour every Thursday I'm still showing up to happy hour if we have a monthly you know thing or a quarterly girl's trip I'm still going because I think that it's very I think it's very healthy to obviously hang out as a group once you feel you know secure and safe in the relationship but I also think it's very important to like hang out separate like we'll just hang out with your friends and just hang out with your man I think that if somebody is like very weird about you hanging out with your friends or you hanging out with your man I think that's a red flag and I think that we need to like stop and see what the problem is but to answer the question I think it's very important, but I just think that you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think what you were saying about like, it just kind of being different, um, a different dynamic when you add somebody into the mix, it's really just change. And like, for me, I've always been that single friend, like 
always. Same. And Same. but I shout out to my friends that still incorporate me on things that they do. I mean, it's doesn't it's not even a situation where it's like a double date and I'm just like that one single friend. It's just like if they have a cookout or they have something going on, they would always make sure that I'm invited, which I think is important too. Like don't think that because your single friend is single that she don't want to go to the barbecue with y'all. Like you know what I mean? So I think that yeah. for me it was just it was just a change, but I think that it was healthy that I was still invited out to things and wasn't left out because she the only one that ain't got somebody on her arm type of thing. You know what I mean? So right. I think it's just, it just really depends on each person and change can be good. And so just make sure you don't neglect your friends. Okay. And don't neglect your man either. Cause they be spoiled too. Like, Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's all I got to say. I again, I have not been in a relationship in a while, so I don't know how I'm gonna treat y'all when I get a man. Okay, but I I'm love sorry. y'all. <laughs> okay, uh, let's keep it moving to the next segment, which is the journey. So this is when Shelby and I will discuss um, how our journey to building our brand, all things melanin, is going. So, um, shall we? So we interview guests every season on our dreams and connections segment because we love to share and connect with other stories. So let's chat about what goes into interviewing guests and getting the most of the interview. What you got, Shelby? So I would like to start off by saying that before we started interviewing other people, I didn't really realize how much work goes into interviewing people. I feel like a lot of times people think, oh, you got that person on, you know, the podcast or the show or whatever the case may be. And you ask them a few questions. But I think there is so much there's so much prep that goes into it that by the time you actually hear the interview and the questions, that's the easy part. Like the preparation and the beforehand, that's the hard part. I think for me, um, the way that I think about it when we interview guests, like I just try to make sure like anytime I, you know, suggest anybody to Erica or she suggests anyone to me, we try to make sure that we bring people on the podcast, A, that our audience will like, but B, that's like relevant to us. Like, would we want to hear this interview? Is this somebody that can, you know, share information and knowledge with us? Is this a short, is this a story that we want to tell? Um, is this something that we want to share organically? Like, does this align with our mission and purpose? So I think that whoever you interview has to align with your brand or business's purpose and your mission or your why. Because like, if you're all about like, you know, women empowerment, you don't want to have like a white supremacist on your show. Like that would make no sense. Yeah. I know that was like a dramatic answer, but like you want to yeah. make sure that like whoever you are allowing to be on your brand and to showcase that they're essentially very similar in their mission and value to them. So I just think the first step is just making sure that you, that you are, that you all are both aligned, but you're also mutually beneficial. I think another thing that people don't think about is like when we interview people, like we also look for people whose audience may be similar to ours or whose audience that we would like to reach and talk to. I think you have, I think that's something that definitely goes into the interview, but also like researching your guests, like a lot of times, you know, guests will give you like an autobiography, like a, you know, like a little bio and different things like that. But I think it's very important to go through and like lightly stalk them, like and not stalk them in like a snap type of way, but but stalk them in a journalism type of way. Like go through and look at their social media channels, look at, you know, who they're following, look at, you know, what type of posts they're posting. Go look at them on LinkedIn. 
Look at their Instagram. Look at their Twitter. Look at their Facebook. Look at their TikTok. Look at all those things. Look at their website. See what types of things they're interested in. See what types of things they talk about. Compare their bio to their website. Compare their bio to their Instagram posts. Like really, really like familiarize yourself with them because that can also allow you to come up with interview questions that can also allow you to be a little bit more comfortable with them. And it just really, you know, helps to make the interview a little bit easier when you get them. Because if you bring up something that they didn't even tell you, they're going to be like, oh, you researched me or, oh, they took the time to go back and look. And I really think that that deepens up the conversation. And then I'm going to let Erica touch on the last, the rest of it. But the other thing that I just want to bring up about what goes into an interview is setting up the interview. I feel like this to me is the hardest part. It's <laughs> like coordinating schedules because I'm not going to lie to y'all. Me and Erica are busy, all caps, 10,000 exclamation points. So I can only imagine how busy a lot of other people are. So usually when we schedule guests, me and Erica will look at our calendars and we will pick out like, usually we'll interview guests. We'll give them like maybe a month and a month and a half like time frame, but we'll only do certain days and certain times and we'll send them the link. And sometimes those times don't really work with people. <laughs> so, you know, we're having to go back, and especially if it's somebody we really, really want to be on the show, we're having to go back and coordinate. You know, we're having to get our podcast release form signed. We're having to, you know, prep and tell them what to expect and what they need, what they need to send over. Even when we get on the call, Erica usually does like a rundown because a lot of people tend to be very nervous <laughs> before they chat with us. Um, and so we really just try to go above and beyond to make sure that they're comfortable and at ease and then literally after every interview, everybody's like, oh, that wasn't bad at all. Or, oh, that was so good. Or, oh my gosh, you guys made me feel so comfortable. And like I said, I didn't really know that much went into an interview. So anybody that we ask to interview on our show, we really, really want you to be on there because it's a lot of work that goes into it. So what else do you think, friend, people don't know about interviewing guests that they should know? Yeah, I think obviously you made great points. Um, but I think too, one thing that I can add is when it goes back to like setting up the interview, I think mm -hmm. for us, it, it's like it works. It's mutually beneficial. Like you say, like we set up the questions, we research them. We have like, we always write down maybe five to seven questions that we plan on asking them. And then we send it to them probably, probably a week prior to the actual interview time. And that prepares them as well because like you said we get some guests that may be nervous like well, I don't know what they're going to ask me I don't know what we're going to talk about but they have everything right there in front of them so whether they look at it or not <laughs> they have it if they want to be you know a little prepared so we always send those questions prior and then like Shelby said before we even start to record what I think helps make our guests feel comfortable or feel like you know we know what we're doing <laughs> is giving them a full rundown of the show just telling them like okay hey Shelby is going to ask you this and then after she asks you that she's going to read your bio after we read your bio then we'll get into the interview questions that we sent you and so and then we'll say after that we're going to just do an outro and then uh, we'll stop recording but you don't have to hang up and then after <laughs> um, we stop recording we let them know what the next steps are so I think that that really helps us as well Shelby is that knowing or setting up the interview to where we know what we're doing and then they could possibly be like, you know what? These girls interviewed me and it was a breeze. I didn't have to do nothing. I didn't come up with my own questions, <laughs> none, none of that. So um, another thing, piece of advice I could say is before you start recording, this is what Shelby and I do. Uh, I think we talked about this offline too before Shelby is that 
sometimes you just never know what personality of a guest you'll have. So I think that yeah. it makes sense to make sure before you start recording, before you give them a rundown of the show, try to have a little chat with them. Maybe how's your day or how's things going? How was your weekend? Something like that so that they can know like, hey, this is going to be a conversation piece. This is not going to be like an interrogation. and The spotlight is on you to where you feel uncomfortable <laughs> answering these questions. So making sure that you kind of, kind of break the ice, I guess, is what I'm saying. I find that that helps when you actually push that record button and ask the questions um, that they should be prepared for. And then let's see what else. Oh, back to the personality thing. So one thing Shelby and I learned about what goes into interviewing guests is that you could get a person that literally answers the question and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Or you can get a person that answers the question and then they will go into more detail. So <laughs> it's important as the interviewee or interviewer, excuse me, that you have to be able to adjust during those different types of interviews. Because if somebody just literally answers the question, our goal, me and Shelby's goal has always been for Dreams and Connections to come off, to come across like a conversation, not just the, and what do you do about this? And what do you do about that? It's really a conversation. So if you get someone that's not really trying to give you a conversation, you got to be on your toes about that and and try to try to make it a conversation piece as much as you can. So that's what I would add to it. But I will say I love our Dreams and Connections segment. I love that we are connecting with other entrepreneurs and giving them a space to tell their stories and inspire others. So I just love it. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter that was sent to us, and then we'll give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica, I need some advice. I've been single for the past two years. It seems like most of my friends are getting married and booed up, and I'm still the single friend. Everyone keeps telling me to enjoy my single season because when I meet someone, I won't get this time back. Do you have any tips on how I can get the most out of my single season and stop obsessing over being single? Yeah. You know what? Honestly, you girl is single, single, so I'm in this boat. And I think definitely being single and having and being at the point in my life where friends are getting booed up and getting married and doing all the things and having families and starting families, I think it's so easy to get down on yourself and to get discouraged and to feel some type of way because you haven't met your person. Because let me tell you something, dating sucks. Like there is nothing in the streets but people that lie and like lemon pepper chicken wings, okay? Um, so it's rough out here. <laughs> Erica laughing at me, but it's rough. So I think it's so easy to focus on like who you don't have and where you don't have. But one thing that I just want to point out that has really helped me is that I would rather be single and by myself before I'm with the wrong person. Like it's Amen. not hard to, it's not hard to get somebody, but it's hard to meet and get the right person. And so one thing, and I think Erica has said this in past podcast so I'm gonna steal it and claim it as my own saying right now is that like if you're in your single season and you are feeling some type of way or you're lonely like get busy like get busy and like do something that you're passionate about or do something that you like I think a lot of people and I said this I think in an earlier segment a lot of people that I have met postpone enjoyment or postpone doing things because they don't have a partner let me tell you something 
my family, even family members that don't know Erica, know Erica. Let me tell you why. Erica has been my date to birthday parties, to weddings, to family events, and anywhere else that I wanted to drag her. She has just asked me what time and what we wearing. <laughs> so I think that instead of, <laughs> so shout out to her, she a real one. But I think during your single season, the way that you get the most out of your single season and you stop obsessing over it is to get out and continue to live life. Like if you want to go to a concert or you want to travel or you want to go to Tahiti, why not? Like you don't need a man to go to Tahiti if you can afford it. You don't need a man to go on vacation if you can afford it. You can go on a, you can go on a solo vacation. There are so many women that I see travel, but do it safely. Or you can invite one of your friends or maybe one of your family members to go like is there something that you're passionate about that you want to do and that you want to focus on? Is there a business idea that you want to do? Is there a course or that you want to do? Do you want to go back to school? Like, do you want to learn a new trade? Because I think it's so important to fill yourself, your time up with things that you enjoy doing and that you want to do. Because a lot of times, what people don't think about, and my family tells me this all the time, is that like, Trevor, when you meet somebody, first of all, it can happen so fast that your life can be turned upside down. Second of all, they were like, Shelby, a lot of the things that you enjoy doing in your single season, you're not going to be able to do when you're booed up or when you're married. So they were like, do what you want to do. And a lot, another thing to think about is like, your single season is going to be the only time in your life where you can be selfish. You don't have to answer to nobody. You ain't got to check with nobody. You ain't got to check the finances. You ain't got to ask permission. Like you can, like if you want to get up and you want to go to Florida tomorrow, you can get up and go to Florida tomorrow. Like you don't have to answer to anybody. And I think that being in a relationship and meeting your person and getting married, I think that is a beautiful thing. And I definitely think that one day I will meet my person. But one thing that I've learned in my single season is like to really get out and enjoy my life. Erica will tell you, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell Erica about it, I've already made up my mind that I'm going to do it. I'm just telling her as a courtesy thought and because I felt like telling her. And I think that more people in general, the way that they get the most out of their season season, their single season is to get out, to live, to do the things that they want to do and to enjoy life. There are so many things that I've done in my single season that I'm so glad about. Like, like I said, Erica's been my partner in crime, so I'm going to keep using her as an example. Erica and I have gotten out and we have traveled and we have traveled to so many different places. We have been to so many different concerts. And you can ask Erica, there have been times where he had been at concerts and everybody was booted up and me and Erica. Literally everybody around us was booted up. And me and Erica still sitting there singing the songs, having a good old time. So I think the way that you get the most out of your single season is to get out and to live and to do things that bring you joy and to do things that make you happy. I think it's normal and it's human nature to get a little sad and to get a little and get lonely about it or get in your feelings because I get in my feelings sometimes. Sometimes I talk to Eric and I'll be like, I'm in my feelings. So she'd be like, me too. And we get over it <laughs> and we go do things that bring us joy and happiness. So I think that's how you stop obsessing over is you get out. You live and you do things that, and you do things that make you happy. You get busy doing things that bring you joy. What do you have to say, Fran? Yes. So, well, like my mama say, single people want to be married. Married people want to be single. So <laughs> it's like you always want what you don't have. Um, no, but for real, I think obviously everything that Shelby said is facts. Um, and I just want to make it clear that you being in your single single season is a positive thing. It's not negative. I don't like this narrative that people are like, well, you still single. Why are you single? You ain't married yet. Like, 
that is just I don't understand that negative narrative that's around being single. Um, so one thing I want to point out too is do not let social media or society pressure you into feeling like you need to be married by now you need to have a family Mm -hmm. by now you need to be dating someone by now because you have no idea what anybody's actually going through behind the retina display that they post on social media so never envy someone else's relationship because you have no idea what that's doing to their emotional and mental health in real life so another thing i would like to say is yes of course like shelby said like get busy with doing stuff that you love to do or discover new things that you turn into loving loving to do because even like let's say you found a new love for art or something go to an art gallery go meet up with a group of people that love art as well and you never know who you can meet even if you meet a group of other girlfriends you never know they may got a brother a cousin an uncle or somebody you never know they they always say like you're four people away from knowing somebody or something like that basically saying that the world is actually really small and you never know who you can meet so if you do go somewhere, make new friends and you never know what door that could open for you instead of, you know, feeling lonely. Like I know that loneliness be hitting and I know it do. It, it really can be hard sometimes and it's OK. You can sit with that, but then we got to let that go and and move forward and know that, like, don't despise this single season. Because like Shelby said, you can get up and go. You don't have to worry about or answer to anyone. So for me. I just want you to know that like this is a precious season. So learn some things that you need to learn, unlearn some things that you need to learn so Mm. that you will be prepared for when you do meet someone, especially if you're out here praying for marriage and praying for a husband. That is not a that ain't a game. okay? so you need to know that you have to be prepared for that and. Maybe God is like, this is just not your season for this. Maybe I I want you by yourself. I want you to learn and unlearn things right now. So don't despise it. Get busy with your purpose. Find your purpose. Find things you love to do. Do things that you've never done before. And so that way you're not even thinking about being the single person. And trust me, girl, I know because I am in the same boat but anyway so that would be my advice so you guys if you have a question out there that you want us to answer send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our dms on ig at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore so we're gonna wrap it up today with words of encouragement from number 624 so from number 624 through 26 May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. So this Bible verse really, really, really touches me and I really, really like it. And I really want to share it on this particular podcast because, you know, at the end of every podcast, Erica and I pray. We pray over everybody that listens. We pray over our tribe and we pray over our community. And this really, really reminded me of our tribe and our community and when we pray for you all. And really just my hope and wish is just that God will continue to cover you. He will continue to bless you. He will continue to protect you. And I think that sometimes with so much going on in the world, we forget that God is still in the blessing and protecting business. Like things may not go how we want it to go, but like if you live to see another day or you're or you still have breath in your body, he is still in the blessing and protecting business. He is still smiling on you and he's still being gracious to you. And so that is just the little 
bitty reminder that I wanted to give to everyone today. What about you, friend? What is it? What does it mean to you? I love it because I think a lot of us take it for granted that we wake up the next day and not realizing that going somewhere and coming home is a whole blessing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think one thing about um, the church that I grew up in, they would say this verse before they dismissed the congregation. And it's just always stuck in my mind. So I even say it over like my parents when we're leaving, like may the Lord watch between me and you. And then I'll say this. So it's something that I always cherish and that we always got to remind ourselves that God is always blessing us and always protecting us. Even if we, you know, take for granted that, you know, we woke up this morning, like it is a great, it is a grace over us and it is a favor because some people didn't, you know, so I just love this verse. Um, just like I always say, so that's what it means to me. Okay. Well, if there's nothing else, everybody close your eyes, bow your head. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Do not bow your head. Please sway with it and be a very conscious driver. Here we go. Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. First and foremost, not to ask you for anything, but to thank you for everything. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for allowing us all to see the day that was not promised to us. Lord Jesus, thank you for every person that has listened to our podcast and that is a part of our community. We we don't know what is on their hearts. We don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know what they're struggling with. We don't know what they're not at peace about, but we know that you do. We pray that you would cover them. We pray that you would keep them. We pray that you would go before them. We pray that you would protect them. We pray that whatever is wearing them down, whatever is heavy on their hearts, Lord Jesus, that you would give them peace about it, Lord Jesus, that you would make a way out of no way and that you would work it out for them. We pray that you would just continue to be gracious, Lord Jesus, and to give us grace. We pray for your peace. Peace, we pray for your understanding. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.